Welcome to the Western Sports Podcast. We've got a couple of cup finals to discuss this week, although we have had to put the silver polish back into the cupboard. Um, we've got a youth section, in case you didn't know. It ranges from under-16s or under-18s all the way down to under-10s at the moment, and we require players and managers. So if your children, boys, girls are looking to play football, then come and let us know. Maybe we can fit you into one of our teams that exists already, and we're also looking for managers to fill that gap between under-6s and under-10s. So Western Sports is the place to be. We're the only club in Yeovil who offer a pathway into men's senior football all the way up from youth side into men's football and we are Yeovil's biggest club so come on please get involved we love to see us winning trophies at youth level as, as well as being involved in cup finals in the men's game today is Tuesday the 14th of May with me tonight are first team manager Harry Gibbs and first team coach Tom Beer so guys uh, let's talk about chronic, let's go chronological order uh, a week ago last Saturday we played our last league game we played away at Corfe Castle and Harry it was a fantastic setting the pitch is there Corfe Castle's in the background it's a lovely sunny day there's a beer and cider festival going on in the town square what a day yeah what a day out wasn't it <laughs> yeah it's, I've actually never been to Corfe uh, Castle before the, the pitch and it was yeah really nice nice view of the castle Nice flat pitch, and it was a lovely sunny day, wasn't it? So, yeah, it was enjoyable. And, Tom, there was a beer and cider festival on. They were all dressed up as Vikings. Would you rather have been there than at the game? I definitely missed it. <laughs> <laughs> the football was uh, the football was the second best thing of the day. <laughs> and, obviously, Harry, we, obviously we started the game, and there was a lot of team changes, and I guess this was made with a cup final in mind. Yeah, I think this time of year, when you've got such a dry, potentially bobbly pitch... And the game was irrelevant. Didn't matter if we won, lost or drew, we were still finishing second. So it was a good opportunity to give some of the reserve team that have been doing really well an opportunity in the first team. And uh, yeah, we, I think we made eight changes that game. So yeah, quite a, quite a few changes. And the, the, the game started and we started well. And I guess Nick Voss was causing a lot of trouble for for Corf, getting in crosses left foot, right foot. It didn't seem to matter. He was just whipping in dangerous balls. Can you remember that? How about you, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bossy was doing pretty well down the right. Yeah, I think we, I think to be honest, we started the game really well, and for the first fifteen minutes, we looked like yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be coming through, going through these quite a bit, and especially we Bossy was the player where it was all coming through. We should have probably scored once or twice, but we certainly exposed the the danger down that side. Yeah. And then we did score, and there was a it was I think was it a corner or a free kick ripped in from the from our right hand side I think it was a corner wasn't it come the end and, and Dwayne got something on it and it went in something, something. he got something on it he got something on it whether it was um, his shoulder his chest but they took yeah. great exception to it yeah. Yeah. I think, I think every player on their side and Plumley from our side decided to <laughs> argue with the ref about it didn't they I've never seen a player argue about a decision that's gone our way before but Plumley sets boundaries and that sort of thing and um, I mean we've gone through We've gone through. We've had a committee meeting tonight, and uh, we've gone through rule changes for next year. And potentially, the, the goal that Dwayne scored is going to be ruled out next year because it hit his arm and went in. But because yeah. it was right by his side, there was no deliberate movement to it this year. It stands, and probably quite well, quite rightly this year. But next year, that wouldn't count. I think it's good to make it if it hits your arm and it goes in. It's, it's no goal. It's because you need to be black and white on these sort of things. I think when there's a grey area, when you're saying, "Oh, it was deliberate, it wasn't deliberate," at our level, you can only see it once. I think if you know it's hit his arm, 
so much easier just to say no that's not a goal yeah. it's definitely going to definitely going to help the referees anyway so um, so I mean Corf got into it a little bit but we reached at half time um, at 1-0 did we reach half time at 1-0 when did they equalise just before first half. Yeah, first half. Sorry, yeah. just before half time they equalised. And obviously, um, it was a shot. Pitt was a little disappointed that he didn't save it in the end. When? On, his... on the equaliser. Yeah, one of them things, isn't it? If you get a pass back, take a poor first touch, and then next thing. Someone's on you. Yeah, it's one of them things, isn't it? One of them things for a standing goalkeeper. He's been outstanding. He's been outstanding for us for all the games that he's stepped in. He's a big... Our first team, Sam Watts, is a big miss. And it's someone he's stepped in quite well. Quite well for us. He's done really well. and So one all at half-time. And the second half continued to be, well, I guess topsy-turvy, really, with pressure from both sides. Yeah, I think we we seem to sort of run out of steam second half. And we just... I don't know, I think the game just drifted away from the second half and it didn't, it didn't feel like we really moved the ball at all very well. And it just became such an even nothing game, didn't it? And I think for most most of the second half, it stayed one all until yeah. about the 75th minute, wasn't it? Yeah, and just as it was petering out, the um, ball gets, gets played through to Nick. He runs through on goal and is brought down for a penalty. I did think the goalkeeper got a touch at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Over on the other side of the pitch, but he did he did connect with it quite well. Yeah, I mean, I, I was left if I was right. I'd come on by this point. I was right behind it, and I, I'm not sure he, he he got he may have got something on the ball. I'm not 100 percent sure with his he got the ball first or Nick for us first. But either way, he's left a pretty nasty stud mark all the way down Nick's shin. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous tackle. It's a penalty all day long for me, he and and yeah, and, and then obviously Ant steps up. Yeah, he managed to get himself off the sim bin back on the pitch just in time, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a problem with that. He's spent half the season in the sim bin, hasn't he? But yeah, he, he was lucky enough to be back on the pitch and he's the one person, I think, in the squad that you want taking penalties because he's been pretty successful this season, hasn't he? Yeah. And he managed to probably take his most unsavable one of the season by smashing it in off the underside of the bar. Was that deliberate or look a little bit too close for comfort? I'd have held it, to be honest. <laughs> held it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good penalty. Good penalty. So, more, what more can you do in it? Yeah. Beat the keeper. Yeah. So we're 2-1 up, there's five minutes to go. Um, but by the time the 90th minute came around, we're 3-2 down all of a sudden. And Corf have scored twice and both goals are possibly not the best bit of defending our side's done this season. No, no. They were very questionable, both goals. Um, can't try and remember the second one. I know the third third one was the free kick. Was it the third one? The, third free, was kick? the free kick went all the way across. Yeah, yeah, and then just sort of got poked in. I don't know how it managed to get all the way to inside our box, but no, I think it was one of those days. Half the players had already started their holidays, were already in the end, already finished their season, I think, and they just weren't quite thinking. <laughs> and then, so all of a sudden, five minutes to go with two one up, ninety minutes gone with three two down, but it didn't end there. Uh, we do chuck everything forward. We chuck pip up and everything else we get a corner we swing it in the box or sweeter sticks a uh, corner in the box I think uh, he may have had a day where some of his deliveries were not quite on point but this one was absolutely glorious stuck it into the right danger area and you know one of their players had no option but to try and get something on it just got into it 
yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it got something on it and it went in his own net and it's, but it's, it's all about the delivery in that instance yeah at the end of the day in 93rd minute or whatever it was you just got to put it in the right area and sweet it just hit it in with pace and it's all one of those that sort of looped up and down and it was the defender was all wrong footed and he just bundled it over the line for us didn't he which was nice because they certainly celebrated the third goal so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and that pretty much finished the game. The game was over, sort of minute or minute or two after that at, at three all. But I mean, I know we went down there with a, I don't know what you want to call it, a side where you rested some players who you would normally start for a first team game, I guess. Um, but Corp had nothing to play for either, and they battled all the way. They gave everything. They were desperate to win that game, so they deserve a lot of credit for that, don't they? Yeah, I, th- I think they deserve a lot of credit for the whole season. To be honest, I think when we started the year and beat them. 10-0 I think it was second third game of the year you were looking at them as if one of the sides that had come up that were probably fold by Christmas and you thought it's a shame because it's a good little club and just a shame that maybe it had been a step too far but the way they've turned it around and they've pulled themselves out of the league they deserve a lot of credit and like you say it was nice to go down to a, a team at the end of the season with nothing on it and see that it actually meant so much to them it was, it was good So the only other fixture on the final day apart from our game was uh a strange one at well I say strange a strange one at Bridport where Bridport 9 Blandford 0 which is uh, uh, I, I don't know I, I'm not saying a Bridport win surprising I'm just saying 9-0 might be a little bit uh, we finished the season in second place in the league we were five points behind Hamrek uh, come the end given that last day draw obviously it could have been three and Cobham were further four points behind us so uh, overall Harry it's uh, it's it's been another good season second place again nothing to be sniffed at and things could have been different with out an injury in the game against Hamrek with a, a different decision in the game early on against Holt things could have been slightly different if, and you know losing players midway through a season doesn't help either no no I think I think where you end up at the end of the year is where you deserve to be but that being said there are certain deci- certain moments that like you say the Swats injury in the Hamrek game was a big decider at that point. I think with only five games to go, if you beat your closest rivals and you've, if you stay on top of them, you probably win your last four games and win the league. But that being said, I think we dropped, we drew four and lost four across the season, I think. And there was other times where we dropped points where we shouldn't have dropped points. So we can only blame ourselves, without a doubt. OK, so that was the league over. Um, so let's go in chronological order then. The day after our final league game on uh, Saturday, May the 4th, was Sunday, May the 5th. And our under-18s were in the uh, Somerset County Under-18s Cup final. Now they faced well. Uh, it was another glorious sunny afternoon. Uh, but unfortunately, it was eight weeks since we'd last played a competitive match. Will started really strongly and won a penalty, which has put them 1-0 up. We did get back into the game and start to create chances, but we're still 1-0 down at half-time. Again, we went in the second half really strongly and managed to get an equaliser when George Weston headed home from an Isaac Story free kick. We continued to have chances with uh, George going or nearly getting on the end of another cross and Luca being put through, but smashing it off the bar. Uh, so very, very close. Next thing you know, there's another rash tackle and a second penalty to Whirl, and I think this is the... Both, the, both of the penalties so far have, have been no doubt that they were. Um, but this time, Gabriel dives away to his right, saves, tipping it round the post, keep parity at one all. And in the last minute of the game, World managed to get their third penalty of the game, which from where we were stood looked uh, an odd decision as one of our defenders was literally dragged over in the box, box but uh, unfortunately a penalty was given. 
the world player stepped up and smashed it off the crossbar. So that's two penalties missed during the game to keep it at one all. Uh, extra time passed without too much incident, and we move on to penalties. Uh, World obviously learned on from their mis- learned from their mistakes and converted all four of their penalties while we missed two. So, whilst in the end it was a slightly disappointing result, uh, an excellent time was had by all the travellers, and certainly Bridgewater Town made a lot of money over the bar. So, good day. Uh, the reserves were hoping to play their final league game of the season on Wednesday the 8th, but unfortunately Dorchester Town were able to feel aside, so we have been given that match, uh, which I think means we win the league by about six points from Tisbury. Uh, so a fantastic effort from the reserves this year. Uh, being Dorset Senior League champions is a, it's a fantastic achievement, and obviously uh, it's a shame the club aren't quite in the position to let them move up and have the first team move up, but something over time we will work on. So that brings us to Thursday the 9th of May for the Dorset Premier League Cup Final. Uh, We were playing Murley Cobham Sports. And so I guess the first thing is it's on an AstroTurf pitch. Are we happy, sad about that or indifferent? We were delighted because it was the day after Spurs got to the Champions League final (laughs) film. So we didn't really care what the pitch was like, but all was good in the world. Uh, I mean, we've all been there as an away side before. We were drawn as the home team, the home team dressing rooms, and the, the home team dressing rooms are very similar to the away team ones, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they were very similar, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we were greeted warmly by not being allowed on the pitch in our shoes and our trainers or our socks or our bare feet or any type of footwear that didn't contain some sort of moulded stud. Yeah, because apparently... Any other any th- footwear will flatten the surface, apart from a moulded stud. Apart from that, you flatten the surface, which is news to me. That is incredible science, <laughs> and the scientists who worked that out instead of curing cancer or solving poverty or d- dissolve, finding some sort of dissolvable yeah. plastic are fantastic people in my view. Uh, so the game started. Murley started really well, and we were on the back foot for for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, they were they were pretty hot from the start to be honest um, I think we were in the same token we were a little bit slow on the uptake and we, we sort of gave them too much respect we knew they'd be good on going forward we knew they'd be good on the ball but the problem is we were about half a yard off of them and too many times their key players got the ball and was able to turn on us and it caused us a lot of problems early on and they moved the ball really quickly. They were looking at one-twos, giving goes. They were spraying diagonal balls as soon as it was on, but they had time to spray the diagonal balls and, and their wingers were sort of causing havoc, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, it felt like they had an extra man. I think we were, we just uh, felt like we were outnumbered and it was more because of their movement off of the ball. And I think they were very clever with what they did. They sort of exposed certain areas and then they kept playing it and they, they, they were very well in line with each other as well. They knew what they were all doing. And they had a lot of the ball, didn't create a lot of chances, but were always dangerous. But then eventually they had one that was cleared off the line, which is the closest they went. Well, we, that they had. They had, yeah. They, yeah, they... Again, Pip, Pip stepped up. Pip did quite well for us with the chances that they had in the first half. They were always dominant. They were always dominant down both sides, down both sides in the first half. Uh, the experience they've got did show a little bit to begin with definitely and then all of a sudden 
completely out of the blue and against the run of play with pretty much our first attack we're one and up yeah what a goal <laughs> fair play to Murphy he, for that first 20 minutes I don't think he touched the ball I think he chased a, a couple of men down and he was always just sort of just you know in the just fighting for any scrap he could get and then the first time he gets the ball he pulls something absolutely abs- out of nothing didn't he Absolutely stunning finish out of nowhere, wasn't it? Great goal. Great finish. Great finish. And speaking to all the people that came down to watch, they say, you know, it, it's a, it makes you think like you're watching a Premiership game. <laughs> yeah. The way you finished it, it's good. Oh, good. God, he's going to be unbearable on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind. I mean, so shortly afterwards, I mean, Cobham are still pushing. And uh, so this is a one of the things that potentially leads on to something later which turns the game Scott Smith picks up a, a yellow card and probably a yellow yeah it was a yellow but I think the problem is, is the, con- the consistency of the way the game's gone it was a yellow but there was certain situations before that were also yellows that didn't get given so given what happened afterwards you, you feel a little bit hard done by definitely and there was a sort of five ten minute spell where obviously Scott was quite heavily involved where he's picked up this yellow card and the next incident really was he's difficult to tell from where I was but he's received an arm across his face we've seen his face over the next couple of days with black eyes and stuff like that there's a lot of our team appealing for an elbow was their player lucky to stay on or was it just a was it an arm or was it an elbow I think the referee didn't see it the referee didn't flag it uh, well the referee didn't blow up for a free kick it was Delonesman and you know that can, that causes confusion for the referee. Yeah, I can see. Obviously, the, the assistant the assistant says his view. The referee should go with it. But we don't know what the lines were said, do we? So you so. never know. But for me, yeah, the elbow was high. You, you can't jump up with your elbow above your shoulder or up head height. So potentially a, a little bit lucky to to get a book in rather than a, a red but that's that's what happened and then a, a little bit more luck goes in Cobham's way with attack they do equalise from which is sort of def- although a dangerous attack it's ultimately deflected in off Henry and it's unfortunate rather than a, than a good finish or a, or a great goal yeah I think Henry was covering some serious ground to get back when he you see he was at 100 miles an hour but then they kept putting the balls in that right area and they knew that Scott was on a yellow and they were clipping them. All the balls were just going in that that channel, and you know that that was where the problems were lying at the time. And obviously, Henry was just so unlucky with that. He, he was bursting, the, busting the gut, sorry, to get back, and they they just blazed the ball across, and it hit him. <laughs> so one all, and um, then really a the game changing incident. Maybe uh, a, a ball over the top, uh, goes the races clear and clever enough just to slow up at the right time and induce a foul maybe well, either one of you well the, fir- the first problem for me was I, didn't, I could see that it was tight it was the people behind us all were screaming at the linesman for an offside and obviously what proceeded afterwards was Scott clearly clipped him it was a penalty without a doubt and by the letter of the law yes it's a second yellow but from that first ball over the top everyone everyone around us was going it's offside it's offside you start to get a little bit sort of frustrated at that point when you, things like that get missed. Again, I mean, it, it did. Sit, I mean, couldn't tell from where I was, but but just by the reaction of the people who were right behind the lines, when I mean, you you can't help but think that it must have been incredibly close, if not offside, as they were all shouting. Yeah. However, 
once that isn't given, the referee probably makes the correct decision and a penalty in a second yellow. Yeah, probably because because he can't judge natural, that. He can't judge you offside. It's, it's, it's natural instinct, really. Natural instinct. You're behind the man. Yeah. Pit. Pit might have saved it. Pit. It, it, it was local a collision. Yeah, yeah. A collision, really. But mm. what can you do? It's just Scott, mentally. Scott, Scott even admitted afterwards. He said he he saw the ball. And he, he was adamant he was going to clip it away. And then he said, next thing he knew, the bloke was on the floor. He said he, he just got it wrong. But I mean, hindsight's amazing, but you, you look at it another way. Just let him shoot. And we're 2 1 down with 11 men on the pitch yeah. at worst. Or Pip saves it at best. And, it's very but but it's very difficult as a defender to do that in a situation where you see the ball yeah. and you think, I could win that. I already kicked you, you, him. You, you, kicked him. <laughs> well, you should have tried to play the ball, Tom, but I mean, you know. <laughs> I'd have pulled him down. <laughs> And, uh, and obviously, Grozy puts the penalty away with the, the aplomb that we'd expect uh, an ex-Dorchester to Town striker to do. Yeah, okay, he finished well, penalty. Oh, yeah. Back on his own stomping ground. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was half time. We were 2 1 down, down to 10 men. Uh, not an ideal scenario. And we come out for the second half, and again, Cobham start well, don't they, for the first five or 10, and they put us under pressure, and Pitt makes a couple of early good saves. Yeah, but it's. it's it's funny the pressure, wasn't it? Because we soaked it up quite well, and we were always expecting them to come at us. But I don't think we gave them anything clear cut. I think it was always like a winger getting just enough past his man, and then having a sort of half shot where Pip had to make a save because they were. Good. But they weren't clear cut chances or anything. They were just we reduced them to shots outside the area or shots wide of the box. It was nothing clear cut. But we were always under the pressure. Don't get me wrong. And then, you know, we endeavoured to make things harder for ourselves. We thought, you know, we're 2-1 down, down to 10 men. We need to give ourselves a challenge. Josh managed to get himself sin-binned and we went down to nine. <laughs> well, it, 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 Josh said he didn't say anything. OK, I, he I'm going <laughs> to... He, well, he, he said nothing, like, malicious. OK, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to slightly disagree with that and say that I, can, I can't remember exactly what he said... But as soon as he said it, I went, oh, my word, he's going off. And I'm not surprised he was Sinbin from what we've seen as Sinbin throughout the season. What I would add to that is that I felt that there's at least one common player who said worse things to the referee yeah. in the first half and who didn't get Sinbin. And that's where we have to sort of, where the disparity is, isn't it? Yeah. The inconsistencies are on it are horrendous. And I think, like, going back to the Corf game, there's three Sinbins in that game. And the first one for them, he was obviously upset because he felt like it was handball. And he's said some things there where you think, oh, that's, that's not a simbin, is it? That's, that's more than a simbin. Yet he gets a simbin for the same thing as when Ant sort of throws his arms in the air and almost like sulks later on. That's the same level. And it's like, that's, the simbin's almost an excuse for a referee now. It's an easy cop-out rather, rather than when he gets foul and abusive language. That's more than just a simbin isn't it do you know what I mean and it's, it's frustrating the inconsistencies on the rule or not the rule the way the rule's been applied absolutely and although we were down to nine I mean that seemed to inspire us to a degree because the next ten minutes we, we kept the ball really well didn't we it was our best ten minutes <laughs> we actually fun we started moving the ball around we were knocking it from side to side of the back and you're like hello and I think it's just funny isn't it like you do 
you do, when you go when you come you go down the ten men, you always find an extra ten percent, don't you? And then you go down to nine men, you find another ten percent. You think, why didn't you start with that twenty <laughs> percent? <laughs> and we did. We I think both of us did the opposition. I don't know. They just sort of maybe stepped off us a little bit, got a bit lenient, but we were more than comfortable within that ten minutes. We didn't continue any shots. We didn't. It was funny. We had most of the ball that we'd had for about thirty minutes, I think. And uh, I would say just just towards the end of that period, I said to the referee on the pitch, "When's the sin been over, ref?" He went. So he goes, he's been back on for a minute. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you don't want to send him off again, do you? We were playing quite well, but um, and then obviously, you know, we get our, we get back to our full complement of ten at the time, and um, you know things deteriorate again or strive to make life difficult for us to a degree because you make two substitutions in in quick time. Plumley maybe because of what's happening on the pitch with him and the winger and Jamie Green because he he picks up an injury. Yeah, you, but they force your hand a little. Yeah, bit. I think all the subs were sort of forced a little bit by by just scenarios on the pitch with a red card, and then you had in, like Plumlee sort of had a bit of an incident with the, their winger, and then obviously say Flem went down injured, and then Hem, later on Henry went down injured as well, which was all the subs made by injuries or other scenarios. Yeah, yeah I mean it affects your options, doesn't it overall? Yeah. And, um, but then there we are we've, we've made our substitutions and out of the blue again Callum gets on the ball plays a pass through and all of a sudden Murphy's through and goal and you fancy him to score and, and he does it's, it was fantastic <laughs> and um, after the two previous notes Tottenham <laughs> and then Liverpool everyone thinking I think in the back of their mind it's on you know we're, we're going to drag this out but Oh, it, it was a fantastic moment for us to get back into the game with how many minutes left? With uh, yeah, to still be in it, still, cool still be in it at that yeah. point. We, we even said at half time we'd take penalties at half time. Yeah. It was being in the game with yeah. time to go, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it was just keeping yourself in the game, keeping yourself in the game. And we always knew we've, we've, we had Nick on the bench, with um, Luca on the bench. We were always confident we had enough on the bench to bring on to sort of give us that extra extra gear that we needed in the last 10-15 minutes and then I don't think we expected to equalise as early as we did to be honest it was like 15 left and we're thinking we're going to go and win this now <laughs> yeah, it was a real sort of confidence about us wasn't there we, we were held on for so long for 10, for 10 minutes with 9 now we're back at the 10 at 2 all we're thinking yeah this is in the bag <laughs> <laughs> however maybe that confidence was a little short lived because literally well, well not literally but actually 3 minutes later yeah. it's 3-2 again and we're behind and it's, I'm not quite sure what happened we had opportunities to clear a little bit or we couldn't quite scramble it away it was blocked and it falls to the wrong person on the edge and, and it's back of the net yeah I, it's difficult to say what actually happened I know Henry came off not long afterwards and I think he was cramping really badly and he sort of I think he blocked one and then it sort of fell to their player again and he just didn't have it in his legs to get back up again and obviously all the players sort of with Henry you know he's going to make six blocks in a row because he's, he's always there and I think maybe a couple of players behind him could have done a bit more because normally Henry's back up and I don't think he had it in his legs to get back up again and then he didn't have the backup that he probably needed at that point No, and we, we didn't quite clear it through, through whatever reason but I mean the, the shot from the edge of the box I mean it literally found the smallest of smallest holes into the corner of the net that was there through a crowd of players into the corner 
you can call it a good finish, you can call it slightly lucky, whatever you want to call it, but let, well, let's say it was a good finish, but it, if it didn't go through the direct path that it took, it wasn't going in, and, you know, fair play. No, no, it wasn't. No, you just said, no, if it yeah, wasn't. Sorry, I, I, I answered your question for you there, didn't I, really? <laughs> Their front three have scored something like 100 goals this season, so they've scored 100 goals for a reason, haven't they? And their, their finishing's pretty immaculate, to be fair. I mean, and, and let's be fair, like, you know, we're 3-2 down, obviously it finished 3-2 and we've lost, but you know, you, you've got to look at this and give us a lot of credit. We played with, with 10 men for a, a good hour of the game. We played with nine men for 10 minutes of that. And the final five or 10 minutes of the game, there was only going to be one team who scored and it was yeah. us. All the play was in their box. Yeah, obviously with Decker on the pitch as well, we had a new, new weapon as well. We were throwing balls in the box and we, we were really knocking on the door the last 10 minutes and it was just... We weren't quite clear-cut enough of what we opened up, but there was serious pressure there from us, weren't they? And we were really in there first for the last five, ten minutes. And we were really hopeful, even in going into injury time, you know, Pip, the keeper, was up in the box causing yeah. problems, and it nearly happened and it didn't quite. And, mm. you know, it's, take everything that happened, the way we played, and to to degree, you've got to be, to be proud of the way we were resolute and kept going and, and, yeah. and made them earn that victory, even though we the difficulties we faced yeah yeah I think I think for, from a neutral point of view that was a, quite a good cut final to watch wasn't it yeah, it was two sides that just gave everything and there was, a, there was a lot of quality at times I think them going forward with quality I think the way we defended was pretty good and we got back in numbers and like I say when, when you go down to 10 you're up against it and to see a side like ourselves fight till the end I mean 2-1 down against Coven with 10 men most sides would capitulate, wouldn't they? And they, that final could have ended up 5-6-1, six, 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 but it ended up 3-2 because we put in a serious battle there. And I think, although, obviously, a, a, you know, it's probably fair as outcome women winning overall. It's a game for us to be proud of and a, and a season for us to be proud of, you know, finishing second in the league again, reaching the cup final again. You can't, you know, I know last season we won it, but you can't dictate the way cup finals go. That's just a different thing. And it's, you know, we should recognise, although it's difficult in the aftermath of a, a runners-up medal in the league and a runners-up medal in the cup, you have to recognise that we have achieved something this year, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. It's always, the thing is, no one, no one ever likes being the first-place loser, do they? <laughs> yeah. But no, no, it's not. But runners-up in the league yeah. season is different from runners-up yeah. in the cup finals. Of course it is, of course it is. And like, I'm not being funny, we... When, when you get to look back on it and you think yeah we're always up there competing we're always up there challenging and to, to, to get runners up in two competitions is brilliant but the reason we're up there is because so many of the sides are winners and they do want to win things so that's why we are probably up there OK uh, so that's our season done uh, we've got no more games now and we'll look forward to a little bit of rest before pre-season for, for those of us who are not involved in the sort of uh, administration side of it so just touching on a couple of other things that happened Harry you were obviously delighted about the Spurs victory just before our cup final so just briefly so Spurs <laughs> finished Spurs finished, it, finished with a, a negative goal difference in their Champions League group stage yeah. in 2019 they've lost only one less game than Cardiff and yet here they are in a Champions League final I mean that's pretty good going isn't it I can't explain it myself, Phil. I just, yeah, it's a funny old game sometimes, isn't it? I just, it's amazing from the Champions League campaign to not have won a game after three to then scrape through in the last minute. Obviously, we drew against Barcelona our last game, didn't we? And then the PSV game, we scraped through after being 1 0 down. And then 
Dortmund game was comfortable, and then the Man City game VAR and all that. It was just it's been unbelievable. Ajax, yeah, Ajax, Ajax, <laughs> and then obviously you get the semi-final, which was yeah breathtaking. But yeah, I mean we've been. I think the league performance this year from Tottenham has been exactly what I've expected. At the start of the year, you don't make any signings, you don't make addition to your squad. And it was always a thin squad anyway, so it was sort of. And then to the injuries they've come over this year is unbelievable. But yeah, can't believe it, mate. <laughs> okay, and did any of you see the. Uh, there's a, a Dutch side called Telstar in one of the lower leagues, or, but still a, a professional, semi professional side. And one of their players was sacked uh, earlier because he phoned in sick. Yes, he couldn't sick. play, yeah, yeah. but he was caught on the TV pitches in the crowd at the IX Tottenham <laughs> game. <laughs> Which is not the best excuse, and as he said, he he doesn't have any excuses, does he? But still, Champions League semi-final. <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> they got giving him some leniency there, surely. <laughs> the thing is, did, did he miss a game for it? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Miss a lot of training, but there you go. And uh, overall, Tom, so we've got we've got four English sides in the in the two European Cup finals. I mean, that's got to, it's, that has to say something about the strength of the English league, doesn't it? Yeah. It's it's great for English football, but personally, as a Man United fan, it's very disappointing. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. Okay, just to finish up then, our random question of the evening, which is, um, what is your favourite flavoured ice cream? Go. Oh, Chris. Um, it's not that difficult, come on. Mint chocolate. Really? Ugh. <laughs> um, coffee. What? You two are weird. <laughs> are you changing the rum? Are you just, just, rum. Sorry, you just uh, rum. rum and raisins. Are you just putting no raisins. ice cream? You're just talking <laughs> no ice cream. Just rum out of the bowl. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, and that's our season over. Thank you to all of you who have listened to us this season. A big thanks also to those who have sponsored us, uh, like the Arrow and Console in particular, and most importantly, to those of you who have been to watch us and support us, and we do appreciate every single one of you. For those of us on the admin side of the game, a lot of work is now just beginning as we all our next season of paperwork needs completing. We have six or seven AGMs to attend. We were doing a few summer podcasts. We have a couple of interviews lined up with ex-players and also some debate on rules that could be changed to improve football. Or on Apple, Google, Spotify and all good podcast providers, so please do subscribe and give us a nice rating if you feel like you can. We have a presentation night on Friday the 17th of May. It'll be kicking off at 7.30 at Yeovertown Football Club, so please come along if you want to see which of your favourite players are recognised for players of the season this year. I'd like to thank Harry Gibbs and Tom Beer for their time this evening and to say enjoy the summer break to you all and hopefully we will see you next season. Thank you very much. <laughs>